G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. 17 minutes after 10, you're listening to SENZ. Telephone number 0800 150 811. You can text us here on 8833. Um, right. Uh, ben, let's have a chat to you um, English Premier League football we had Arsenal beating Liverpool um, three goals to two we had uh, West Ham um, have it, having um, a victory who did West Ham play they played Fulham um, yeah not what I was hoping for I didn't get a chance to get up in the middle of the night and watch Liverpool just due to some work commitments um, but it was pretty shattered when I saw the result but in a funny kind of way it didn't actually surprise me so we've got audio from Arteta the Arsenal coach yeah we've got audio from a few of the Premier League managers from games overnight and I don't think I think if you kind of said at this stage of the season I know we're only nine games in about in terms of where some of these teams would be you probably wouldn't have picked Liverpool to be in the bottom half of the table Oh, it's not going to get easier, mate. They've got Manchester City next on the weekend. Oh, well, you've got Bournemouth, who you guys trounced 9-0, are above you. Mm. Is it, like, how, how does that make you feel? The only thing I'll say, I still believe Liverpool will click at some point. It'll come way too late. They're not going to win that. Look, Manchester City are going to win the Premier League. I don't even believe Arsenal are the real deal. I think they'll come apart at some point. A couple of injuries, they'll come apart. Well, it's, I guess the, the thing is with this season is that there's going to be this break for the World Cup. And so many of these teams are going to have players involved, and it will actually be very interesting to see how they reset. They reset. There are going to be teams, of course, where they're probably going to have not many players involved, so they're probably going to be the ones training. Like I've heard guys say, uh, you know, pundits say that Trent Alexander Arnold, if he doesn't go to the World Cup, I think they were talking about. Well, Gary Neville was talking about his story, and I think he said that during. Uh, I think he missed out on one tournament and he just went up, I think, up to Newcastle and did like six straight weeks of kind of mastering the craft of being a right back in terms of how the defensive side. And they were kind of saying that's what Trent Alexander-Arnold should do. You don't actually think Trent Alexander-Arnold should do. I think he should go on bloody holiday to Fiji and just have three weeks in the sun and then come back and have three weeks of conditioning and then get ready for the season because I actually think that's what he needs. I actually think he just needs to put his feet up. I just don't think he had a break. I think Liverpool... You know, be careful what you wish for. You want to win all four tournaments and make all four finals, do it. But it extends your season to a point where, you know, then you bring in the international fixture straight off the back of it, and then suddenly you're touring Asia in July um, because it's a bit of a cash grab. And where's the break? There is none. As a Liverpool fan, how much do you think the loss of Sadio Mane is hurting? Because I... I know Liverpool's problems aren't exactly on the attacking side of the ball, but when it was kind of touted up, there was more like, oh, we're going to keep Salah. He's probably yeah, a bit I, more important. I, I would have kept Mane over Salah. I just didn't like the fact that Salah was holding a gun to Liverpool's head and Liverpool had made him. Um, and he hasn't lived up to it, has he? I mean, he's the highest played player at the club and he's been woeful. Um, so I would have kept Mane. I think biggest problem too is Andy Robertson being out. Um, you know, Scottish captain there at left back. Clearly, Alexander Arnold's playing dreadfully. Um, well, the formation, the formation Liverpool played with, they had 
the four defenders and your two midfielders and everyone else was attacking players. Yeah, but you also get to a point, excuse me, but you've also got to a point though, mate, where Klopp actually has to make the tough call. You know, he's, no, there's nothing wrong with Alexander-Runner. No, there is though, there is. I mean, historically there hasn't been. And that's not to say he's not going to come right. But you can't keep throwing him out there. Every time in the first two minutes they just go down his side, get him behind him and score. We concede another goal in the first minute today. Can't just keep doing that. And that that strong defence, which has kind of really held yeah. Liverpool together yeah, over no, the last few years as well, is just crumbling. And it is rock solid. But you've got guys who are just tired, mate, who just need to have some time away from the game to re-energise and have a chance to reflect without overthinking about it. And then just come back and be themselves. The problem is when you get into that headspace, it just ends up being, it's almost even more of a downward spiral, you know? It just, you know what it's like being, you lose your confidence then you start overthinking it, work yourself up, and before you know it, yeah, you've made the situation even worse. Oh, it's it's incredible. And that's kind of what I was saying before. You know, you've got lots of guys that can cross the ball, they can put the ball in the back of the net, but it's those ones that have that mental edge are the mm. ones that kind of make mm. it to that next mm. level. Look, I'm just hoping this weekend we somehow get it right and we beat City, but I could also see us losing 4-0 to City. With Erling Haaland scoring a hat-trick? I hope not. (laughs) Did you want to hear from Arteta or Klopp? Oh, let's go with Arteta. All right. Just thank you so much to the boys and and our supporters for experiencing an afternoon like this. It's what about is um, our profession and why we are here, and uh, I really enjoyed it, um, especially the way we won. I know we ask you about this almost every week now, but the atmosphere in here, it's like, I mean, it's like something I've never seen. I don't know about you. It's... No. I've never seen like this, and uh, you cannot imagine how much it helps the players and how much belief it gives and how much confidence and support. And actually, it's, it's one of the nicest things that we've done since, since we are together here is to, to unite everybody and, and feel like, I don't know, you go here and you're going to have uh, some experience, and it's, it's great. Doing what we do every single day, understanding that um, hopefully that they believe more and they have more confidence that we can play and compete at this level and then win, which is the most important thing, and um, and stay humble and tomorrow be ready for the training session and a lot of things that we have to get better. But over this with this enthusiasm and, and empathy between them to to try to to be a better team. Okay. Just whilst about Gabriel Martinelli, um, is that the kind of performance from him that shows he's probably one of the better players in the Premier League? It's such a big opponent. He's a great player. I think today he had an outstanding performance against against top defender, against a top team, and uh, he made a difference in the game as well as the other players. And uh, that's the next level to step up in these games and actually make things happen to win it. And is tying down to a new contract now jump to the top of your to do list? Sorry? It's tying down to a new contract now. Don't we don't get dragged out about our performance. Gabby doesn't have to show me whether he plays well or not well today. Uh, what he deserves is clear. Um, his hunger, his determination, his love for this game. And, and we, you don't know where he's going to reach because he's always asking and, and willing for more. Yeah. Um, Tommy played very well. Left hand side today. Very good, and that's what we hope that he, he would do, and he exactly did that. But uh, to think of doing that against Salah and actually do it is a very different story, and he's done it incredibly well, especially after playing on Thursday and uh, what he's been through in the last few weeks. Okay, what, what do you think is possible for this team this season? 
at the moment uh, enjoy where we are <laughs> and again have even more determination to believe that we can play at that level only when we go at that rhythm and we play with the courage that we played the second half and, uh, and go step by step. I think on the day we play at our best, we have a chance. But after winning a football match is uh, dictated by a lot of things that you have to control, and actually they have to do in the pitch, and, and that's a different story. Um, the, I mean, the win was huge, obviously, Miguel, but the manner of the win, yeah. twice being picked back and restored your lead. The fact it was against Liverpool, who Arsenal struggled against so much in recent years. I mean, to just sum all of that up and what it could mean in terms of belief for this team, young team going forward. That's when the feeling of winning is so powerful and, and so meaningful today for me because I saw a team that I feel really identified with, um, the personality that show in difficult moments, how they stick to what they have to do, but at the same time they believe the courage uh, and the free mind to just go for it and attack them and, and put them under pressure. Yeah, it hurts me to say it, but well done to Arsenal. Thoroughly deserved that victory this morning. Well, let's hear from Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp. I think around... All three goals we made decisive mistakes, like the first goal, of course, definitely too early in our situation. Um, it's obviously not what you need to, to get a foot in the game. I understand a little bit because it's a situation where we, we pass the ball forward, lose it and have a chance to win it back. Diogo nearly blocks the ball. If he can block the ball, then I think we go the other way. But he can't block the ball, ball first place through our lines. And there we have to interrupt the game. However, I don't know exactly. I have to look it back. But um, because the moment when Odegaard can, is free on the ball, I think it was Odegaard and passed the ball to Martinez. So this pass is not to defend anymore. It's just not possible. Yeah, one nil down. Really a bad start. Um, but start controlling the game. Play a really good game against a very aggressive, full of confidence Arsenal side. But um, we really showed that we are here for a reason. Scored the equaliser, wonderful goal, great play, um, an open game. Could go either way, I think, with advantages for us. Um, more possession, more finishes, these kind of things. Um, yeah, and then we make a, 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 a bad decision before half-time, we get a free kick, and it's a situation where you ignore a free kick. I'm completely guilty for that. Can, as an excuse for my side, I can say I was surprised that we, <laughs> that we went up front and I, like, hey, what are we doing? But then, yeah, if the boys are convinced, then let's score a goal. But we didn't. We conceded one on the other end. And that's now, um, of course, not... Yeah, like after the worst possible start, now we had the worst possible end. The first half, going in half-time, there we have additional problems. Um, Lujo, we had to change already before, obviously. Um, something with the knee, not good. We will no, not good. We will, he will have a scan and then be no more. I have no idea about the extent. But on top of that, Trent on the bat as well, and with the ankle, twisted ankle, not good. Trent never in seven years never went off if he could have played on. So pain, not too much pain, slight swelling immediately. So we left scan. But told the boys, so we have to try to um, obviously cut off the two goals and, um, and, and, and build on the, on the good stuff. But that means you have to play football again, and that's what we didn't do. Yes, Arsenal came out again, very aggressive, man we man against Hendo and, and Thiago. Um, but we were not flexible enough anymore in the front line. So 
didn't drop in the right moments, didn't offer half spaces apart from the goal, where we did that obviously particularly well. Then we scored the, the equaliser, and now it's a really open game. I think with again a slight advantage for us, but then the the, um, the penalty happens, and yeah, what can I say now about that situation? So he he thought immediately it's a penalty, which, which is interesting, but his decision. Mr. England had a look at it and thought as well as a penalty, so um, how we know in life, if two refs think the same, then it's the truth we have to live with. Um, but if I see the situation back, when there, if, if there was contact, and I'm not sure there was contact, but there might have been soft contact, of course, but the player goes again on both feet and then down, that's an indication that something might have been made up a bit. So, but not for the refs. But they thought it's a clear, not a handball in the first half when Diogo put the ball on Gabriel's arm. We cannot change that, you know. Our situation is now obviously a really difficult one. Um, but in this, in, if then, it's already difficult enough with injuries now on top of that. But if in a, if in a game like this, these decisions go, go against you, yeah. It's kind of typical, but it doesn't help. And so now we've lost the game. Um, with a lot of good moments, again, not to forget the team in form played against the team not in form, pretty much. Um, and we, we played some good stuff and could have had got a result here. I think a draw would have been a, a, a deserved result. Um, but now we have to deal with that, that's fine. It is 24 minutes away from 11 o'clock. You're listening to SENZ, Mark Watson with you. Uh, ben Francis alongside of me. Uh, ben, we've been putting the spotlight and focus a little bit on the English Premier League from overnight. We had West Ham beating Fulham. Uh, two goals to one. Fulham have actually what exceeded expectations, I think, this so far this season. I think many people expected them to be at the bottom of the heat, but I think they've, they've done well so far, but West Ham a bit too clinical. I think that one was... I can't, I can't remember that one was, actually. You always remember the thing with Fulham is you know that, okay, we'll survive a season, we'll survive two seasons, might survive five, but you know they're going down at some point, don't you? Oh, yeah. And I see, see I'm saddened to see Nottingham Forest up there for the first time since what, the nine, well, two, well, might have been since the 2000s, but, and they're struggling in that bottom three, if not bottom of the table, and you just go, I'd prefer them to stay up than Fulham. Yeah, well, they are bottom. Fulham are ninth at the moment above your Liverpool. But it was quite funny, was it, last week, how there's been lots of talk around the future of Steve Cooper, the Nottingham Forest manager, and then they re-sign him. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, part of it is they went and signed 15 players, didn't they, in the off-season, and you've got to gel those players together. Or I think. It's like you've got a team that actually performed for you. I mean, that's a revolution. Sometimes you just need a subtle evolution, and there's a big difference. They obviously felt that that was the best way to go. Maybe they really felt that their squad of guys was just not going to be up to that standard. But you know, they've got quality players there. It's mm. just, as you say, when when the season's so so short, you don't have long to gel. So and it probably is going to take a bit of time. And Nottingham Foresters could be one of these teams that really benefits from this break. Yeah, in the well, World Cup. we saw Newcastle a few years ago. You know, on the brink of. Um 
on the brink of relegation and then they brought in Eddie Howe and he turned things around and now they look pretty comfortable. Newcastle, in fact, starting to establish themselves as one of the better sides. So, yeah, long way to go. So you've got audio there from David Moyes? No, I don't. No? What audio have you got? I've got Frank Lampard. All oh, right, Chelsea. Uh, Everton, sorry, losing to Manchester United, two goals to one. And Eric Ten Hag. Okay, well let's no, well let's go with Eric Ten Hag first. I mean, let's go with the winning coach, and then we'll, we'll back it up with um, we'll back it up then with Frank Lampard. I, I, yeah, um, Everton scoring early in this one. I was sort of hoping they might get the job done, not because I absolutely detest United, more because I just don't want to see Everton getting themselves back in relegation position either. First of all, criticism is normal <laughs> when you have a defeat, especially in a big game and in a derby. So we have to deal with that. And but then you learn the lessons, and that is what we did. I think uh, we responded well already on Thursday, and today as well. I think first 35 minutes, we are, we are good, uh, in and out of possession, and it was also good that you deal with the setback uh, first, a goal against, then you are one or down. But now I think we responded much better uh, by stick to the plan, keep composed, and uh, do your work, do your job. And then you turn around it before half time, so that was um, really good. Fifth position, 15 points, that must feel nice. Uh, I don't, of course, I, I in this moment I don't, uh, I, we collect the points, but uh, it's not I uh, looking in the table, we have to win every game, that's our aim. And, uh, we have to improve every game. We have to improve the process, and that's important. And so we have to prepare every game, uh, 100%. And we demand from the players every game that they give their best, that they cooperate. You see the spirit in this team. Uh, that's really well. And it's really also a squad. It's not only 11 players. Um, today, again, a sub coming on and scoring a goal. Uh, you see Victor Lindelof, in the end Rafa Varane and Scott McTominay coming in. So we do it with more than 11 plays and so I'm happy with the process. Ronaldo comes on and scores his 700th career goal. How impressed were you with him today? That is really impressive when you score 700 goals. Huh? That is uh, it's a huge performance and I'm really happy for him. Uh, I congratulate him. Uh, with that with that performance, and so and I also happy uh, that he this is first goal this season. Uh, he had to wait for it uh, in the Premier League then, and um, so and I'm sure there will coming more goals. Terry, you spoke about Ronaldo's frustration on Wednesday. Even for a player like him, who's achieved everything there is to win in the game, can scoring a goal? spark confidence and, and give him almost more belief or, or some belief that more goals will come? Yeah, I think it, every player needs it, yeah? even when you are the best of the world, uh, you need it, uh, you, you, yeah, you need the goals and I worked with, with many t- goal scorers, especially them, they needed the goals uh, in every season uh, to, to have that feeling and to have that, uh, uh, say, the confirmation of the intuition. And uh, once they have some goals, uh, then they come in in a, um, yeah, in a flow and then uh, games go easier. And, and that will happen uh, with him as well. 
So Eric Ten Hag there, the manager of Manchester United. Let's hear from Frank Lampard, the manager of Everton. Well, I think that's, that's quite simplistic, but I think in the first uh, half we won at our best um, and how we've been, particularly off the ball, I thought, but also in possession. And that led to two, two turnovers in good possession for us, where you're just starting to maybe open up and you make mistakes and then they score two goals, which I always felt would be the biggest threat of the game with their their style and their type of player. So I think, you know, the frustrating point from our point from our point of view is that um that we uh, we allowed that and then um then you're fighting to get back in the game and obviously good spirit at the end, crosses, corners at the back end of the game, good spirit. But the way we've been going, slightly disappointed that we that first half against a team of Manchester United levels made it difficult for us. And how disappointing was it bearing in mind we've all been going on about your defensive record this season? Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not bothered about a record. As in, not, you know, I'm happy that we've been more solid defensively. But every game's different, and um, I'm I'm more concerned about the, the 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 situation for the goals, as I say, where we turn the ball over uh, and give them the opportunities that we really didn't want to. So you know, it's um, you can concede two goals and win a game of football, and you're not so concerned. But when it makes it difficult for you to get some composure in the game. It obviously affects the game in a big way, so um, just it's just what happened today. I suppose the bonus is you've got Dominic on the pitch all week for the last 15 minutes. Is that a case of him just building up fitness now? Yeah, yeah, building up match fitness and... Um, you know, we've managed him through this return um, in terms of how he's trained and his workloads because we need to be a bit careful. So he's not ready to start a game today, but to get him on the pitch is a good thing and it gives us clearly a different kind of angle to our attacking play. And a big player for us and um, that was that was a positive, yeah, in the big skin. Yeah. The reason why the form has been so good that your project is still in its infancy. Sometimes you learn more about your players and defeat teams in victory. I just wonder if you did take any lessons from this first night, last 90 minutes. A lot, a lot of lessons today. A lot of lessons in, in all aspects of our game in the first half. The players will feel that. Uh, in the first half, there was a lack of edge to our game that I think is normally there. I think we were off it in second balls, and those that side of the game that's always important in any game, but particularly here at Goodison against a team of Manchester United's level, um, and and our also our, our calmness in possession. I think we can improve that, and that's part of the process of of working together and um, and getting better on the ball and going from probably a way of playing before as I came in here um, and bringing players into the team and an understanding of when to have a bit of calm. On the, on the ball to move the other team. Not always easy on a, on a, on a night at Goodison where everyone wants everything right now, but at the same time as we have to have a confidence to do that. And we, we, we were just, just off it to that to a degree in the first half. And um, it's definitely a game of, of some lessons for us.